In this Sikha, the Rebbe is going to be discussing the interpretation of Yosef for Pari's dreams. And mainly what the Rebbe is going to be discussing is why it is that the Khartoumim couldn't figure out the solution to Pari's dreams and what exactly it is that Yosef managed to understand and so surprised and impressed Paroi. And we'll also see the, the, in you what this means, al And the Rebbe starts off the Sikha by asking three questions on the story and the dreams of Paroi, in the way they were interpreted. And the main question at the end is going to be, these are questions that the Mepharshim ask, why doesn't Rashi address any of these? Obviously we're going to have to say, because the answer is so simple. So we need to understand what exactly is going on over here. Question number one. Yosef interprets the dreams as understanding that the seven good cows, the seven healthy looking ears of grain, represent seven years of plenty. This should be something that's so simple and so obvious. Why are cows healthy? Because they ate well, there's plenty. Why are stalks healthy? Why are the ears of grain healthy? Clearly because things are growing. Why are there seven bad-looking cows, meager-looking cows, and meager-looking ears of grain? Clearly it represents that there isn't enough food. In fact, where are they coming up from? The Pasuk says the cows are coming up from the river. The river, as we know, is the one that irrigated the whole land of Mitzrayim. Clearly, if they're coming up healthy-looking and good-looking, clearly there's plenty of food and plenty of water, and etc. in Mitzrayim. If not, obviously there's a situation of famine, a situation of hunger. Why is it that the, that the Khartoumi Mitzrayim, the sorcerers of Mitzrayim, were not able to understand this? And furthermore, Yosef comes along and says this, and Paro is so excited, so amazed at the great genius of Yosef. He makes him second in command to the king. What is going on over here? Question number two. Right after Yosef interprets the dream, Yosef goes on and says, and now Paro, you should make sure to appoint someone to gather all the grain. It should be, we should have food for the seven years of, of famine and so on and so forth. Who asked Yosef for any ideas? Who asked Yosef for any advice? Yosef was asked to give an interpretation for the dream, and seemingly that's all what he should have stuck with. And finally, the Rebbe asks, we find that Paroi was completely upset and agitated by this dream, and yet when it says that Paroi is so impressed with Yosef, it seems like he's more impressed with his good ideas of what to do right now, rather than just the interpretation of the dream. So why is it that Pari is not getting excited about the interpretation of the dream? Finally, he has an interpretation. And more, it seems like he's excited about Yosef being such a great genius and figuring out what to do. And again, the question is, Rashi doesn't seem to address all of this. It seems to be that it has to be a very, very clear and obvious explanation. In order to understand this, the Rebbe brings something else that Rashi says, that the, 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 the interpreters... The sorcerers were trying to give some ideas, but Pari wasn't accepting it. Pari was not pleased. What were they saying? They said that Pari is going to have seven daughters, and he's going to bury seven daughters. And the Rebbe asks, number one, why does Rashi even have to give what it is that, to tell us what these interpreters said, what these sorcerers said? Rashi could have just said they were saying things that Pari didn't like. The other question that Rebbe asks is that the source for this pirush of Rashi is in the Medrash. And the Medrash says this as an explanation for the seven cows, the healthy cows and the meager-looking cows. But then the Medrash also gives an explanation for the seven stalks of grain and says 
that Paroi is going to be fighting with seven different countries and winning them, conquering them, and, and as well as fighting with seven different kings and they're going to be rebelling against Paroi. So the question is, why is it that Rashi doesn't bring that part? Why does Rashi only bring the first thing about the seven daughters? Says the Rebbe that the truth of the matter is that here we have the key to the whole point. That it's specifically because of what the, these Khartoumim were saying, that he's going to have seven children, seven daughters, and bury seven daughters, this is actually what's going to tell us and help us understand what caused them to make the mistake in interpreting the Paris dreams in the wrong way, not what would have been so obvious, and say, as we said before, that it was referring to seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. And with this, we're also going to understand why Rashi specifically only brings about the seven daughters and not about the seven kings fighting Paroi and so on and so forth. Rashi specifically only brings one Pirish, which sounds like that's the only thing that they said. And how is that? So the Rebbe says, because what was bothering Paroi, what was bothering the interpreters in, in, in explaining Paroi's dream, was primarily one point. And that is, that in the dream we have a situation where the seven meager cows come up and are standing right next to the seven fat cows. And this seemed to be very, very strange to these sorcerers that are trying to explain Pari's dream. If we're speaking about seven, a year, seven years and another seven years, seven years of plenty, seven years of famine, they don't come up at the same time. They're not standing next to each other and together at the same time. This is why they had to come ahead and look for a totally different interpretation. And what they say is that Pari is going to have seven children and bury seven children. And this could actually happen at the same time. In those days, says the Rebbe, especially a king, especially Pari Melech Mitzrayim, a land that was full of znus and so on, Pari would have had many wives and many pilakshim and so on and so forth. So it's very possible to be having seven kids at the same time and burying seven kids at the same time. And in fact, what, would, what it would have meant that the seven meager cows are swallowing the seven fat cows is that the tsar, the pain, the suffering of losing these children is completely destroying, eating up, consuming the simcha that would have been from seven children being born. And this is what led them to say, and this is why this is a simple interpretation of these dreams, as in this case you have both of these things happening at the same time. As opposed to the second thing that the Medrash brings about seven Pari fighting seven different kingdoms at the same time and seven kings rebelling at him, at the same time, something very, very unlikely that the king is getting involved in seven different wars at the same time. And this is exactly why they were not interpreting it as meaning seven years and another seven years. Now we can understand the Chiddush of Yosef. That Yosef, when he's in, and furthermore, when he's interpreting the dream, he's immediately going to start giving advice of what to do about it. Because what's Yosef trying to show? Yosef is trying to show how there is a connection between these two sets of seven years and how they could be there at the very, very same time. How does that happen? The way that's going to happen is if during the seven years of plenty, you're going to be stocking up and filling up the reserves with the grain from the seven years of plenty for the seven years of famine. And then... At the same time of the plenty, you also have the famine, meaning you're planning for it, you're thinking about it, and so on. And at the seven years of famine, you also have the plenty, because you're benefiting from the food that you had by the, by the pl- in, in the time of plenty. Or in, in other words, also the Rebbe says, the idea is, when Pari now comes along and says, 
you're so smart and so clever, what he's mainly being spoiled from is the fact that Yosef managed to put the two seven sets of years together in one. And furthermore, within his dream itself, it's not only that Hashem is telling Paru what's going to happen, but rather by putting the two sets together, the dream is also saying what Paru has to do. Putting them together, as Yosef explains, which means to make sure you're supplying and gathering the food from one set of years to the other set of years. The Rebbe now turns to Pnimi Yisrael and the Rebbe says the whole idea of the dreams of Paroi and Yosef interpreting them to which leads him to become second to the king is ultimately what leads the Yidin to come down to Mitzrayim, to Golas and eventually Geula. So how do we have this whole idea of Golas and Geula and what's happening over here? Chassidus explains. The Pasuk says, The time of Golas is like a dream. In Golas we also have two opposite things happening together. A Yid could be getting excited and Avas Hashem at one moment during his davening, and then suddenly he's lost with all his preoccupations, worries of Parnosa right after davening. And this is why Golas, a dream, is representing these two opposite things. You have the seven fat cows representing when a Yid is, has the plenty in the spiritual sense, Avas Hashem and so on and so forth. And then you have the meager years when a Yid is involved in all sorts of worries for Parnosa. Yosef comes along and manages to show how he could connect the two opposites in the dream. What does this mean? And why Yosef specifically? So Chassidus explains that although on the one hand the dream represents that a person is not thinking rational, not thinking sensible, it's a time that because the seichel is not working properly, that's why he's now imagining things and having illusions and so on and so forth. But really the idea of a dream, what's happening is right now there's something even greater and higher, there's a level of oyer of Hashem that's much higher than all sorts of separation, differences and so on, and therefore can combine different opposites together. So in the simple sense, it seems like a negative. The person is asleep, not aware, he's dreaming. But the pnimi is something higher going on. And specifically in the time of Golos, although it seems again to be a time, a very, very low time, but there's really a certain koyach that's much greater and much higher. And this is the idea of what Yosef, because Yosef himself is rooted in this very high place of this great all-encompassing oil, he is the one that can manage to show how even within the dream, what the pnimius of the dream and the pnimius of the Golos was really a level of oil that's higher than everything together. And that's why even opposites could stand together. And of course the Shlemus will be when Mashiach comes, when no longer will Hashem be hidden and covered by anything and will have the Isgalos of Hashem in the ultimate way.